بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد dear respected listeners welcome once again to the weekly segment on the fiqh program and we welcome one and all once again uh, and last week we discussed masa'al al-khufayn and that means uh, passing a wet hand over a leather sock or as was mentioned that a sock that e- that fo- that fills the criteria of uh, a moza or a khuf and the three main conditions or four conditions that must be met in order for the passing of wet hands over a hoof or over a sock is as follows. We go through them again. The socks must be strong enough to enable walking in them on roads for approximately three miles without the socks tearing. The socks should remain in position without being tied. They should not slip. The third condition is that water must not be able to seep through, so the hoof itself must be waterproof. And finally, the socks must not be transparent or even semi-transparent. Now generally, if we look at the different mozas that are on the market at the moment, namely the leather sock that we are all familiar with, and very recently we found uh, in the last couple of years the emergence of various other uh, socks that have been made with... um, later or newer materials that enable masa on khufayn as well. So now, what we need to understand is as long as these four conditions are met, we will find that the masa on the khufayn will be permissible. My dear respected listeners, the method of masa al khufayn is as follows. Draw the fingers of the right hand on the upper surface of the khufayn starting from the toes and ending the masa at the foreleg just above the ankle. So to draw the fingers of the right hand on the upper surface of the khufayn. Now one might think and wonder that why is it that we're making masa on the top part of the khuf whereas we find that masa or, or the bottom part of the foot actually gets dirty when a person is walking etc. It's the bottom, the under part of your foot that gets dirty. So why is it that we make masah on the top part of the moza, on the top part of the sock? You see, so the ulama mentioned that that is what has been prescribed to us by Rasulullah Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It might seem to our understanding that it goes against logic. But whatever we receive from Rasulullah Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we accept it with no question. And we understand that there is some hikmat and some wisdom in, the, in every sunnah and every method that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us. So a person will use the right hand for the right hoof for his right foot and the left hand for the left hoof. And in this way he will make masah on the khufayn. Just by passing a wet hand and drawing the fingers on the upper surface of the hoof, starting from the toes and ending the masa above the ankle. Once it's done, it, just needs, it need only be done once on each sock. Then the right hand should be used for the right and the left hand should be used for the left. So just one time, just as we make masa of our head as well, when we are making wuzu, we make masa of the head. We only do it one time, whereas all the other limbs are washed three times. But in masa, masa need only be made once. So just as you make masa of your head one time, you will also make masa of the hoof once. The right hand, the right hoof, left hand, the left hoof. Very, very simple. If the back of the hand was used to make masa, 
it will be valid. However, if the left hand of well, well, if the back of the hand was used to make masah, it will be valid. However, one should not unnecessarily depart from the correct sunnah method. Here again we understand the importance of sunnah to do things exactly in accordance with the teaching of Rasul Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My dear respected listeners, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so merciful and kind that he has sent Rasul Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with a complete deen to us. And all we have to do is follow that to the letter in order for us to ensure success in this world, Qabr and Akhirat. And that is why we need to inculcate. Now we talk about masa on the khuf, we talk about making wudu, we talk about reading salah, and we talk about the sunnats in, in salah, we talk about the sunnats in wudu, we talk about sunnats in every, almost every other aspect of deen, every other ibadat of deen. But do we really understand the importance of the sunnah? That what is the standing of the sunnah? Sometimes people, when a'udhu billah, we might even say that you know, it's okay, it's only sunnah, we don't have to do it. It's only sunnah, it's not farad or wajib, it's just sunnah. However, understand that to gain closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one must practice on the sunnah. The more we practice on the sunnah, the more beloved we will become to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the more love for Rasulullah Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and in turn, the more love, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be created in one's heart and ultimately that is what we need that is what we need we need love for Allah's Rasul and love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to that extent that what they say becomes more beloved to us than anything else in the whole world it is not permissible to make masah on the side or at the under surface of the khufain it is fard to make masah on each sock to the extent of three full fingers. The full surface area of three fingers must be drawn from the toe, toes to the foreleg. So like we say, this will be fulfilled by running the, the fingers from the toes up until above the ankle. Then a full surface area of three fingers will automatically be uh, covered and in this way the fard of the masah will be complete as well. The following acts will nullify the masah which was made the following acts will nullify the masah which was made on the khufain. The masah that was made on the leather socks. When will it expire? Right. So all things which nullify wudu. So when our wudu breaks. So initially we started off, we made a wudu, we washed our feet, etc. Then we put, in a state of complete wudu, we put the hoof on, we put the leather sock on. Remember, you cannot put a leather sock on if you are not in a state of wudu. You cannot make masah on a leather sock or any other hoof for that matter. If you are not in a state of wudu or you did not put it on after being in a state of wudu, a person needs to be in a state of complete wudu, having washed his feet, etc., etc., and then put on the hoof. Then only will masah on that hoof be allowed. So a person made wudu, completely washed his feet and everything. Now he puts the hoof on, he puts the sock on. When his wudu breaks for the first time, so he puts the hoof on at 6, he makes wudu at 6 o'clock and he puts the hoof on at 6 o'clock immediately after making wudu. But his wudu only broke at 8 o'clock. His wudu 
only broke at 8 o'clock. So now he from 8 o'clock, from that point on, remember we said that for a muqim, for a person at home who is not traveling, he can make masah on that leather sock for 24 hours. For a person who is traveling, he can make masah on that leather sock for 72 hours, for 3 days. A person at home, 1 day, a person traveling, 3 days. Okay. So a person puts it on. Now for 24 hours after that point, from 24 hours from 8 o'clock that day, he can make masah on that khuf. That means every time he makes wudu, instead of washing his feet, he will just make masah and run a wet hand over that leather sock or that khuf. Now, when he is in that condition, he's wearing the khuf, Every time he breaks his wudu, for example, if a person sleeps, if a person goes to the toilet, if a person bleeds, the normal things that will break wudu will also break the masah. So when he makes wudu, a fresh wudu again, he will need to make masah again. So every time you're making wudu, when you have a khuf on, you have to make masah on that khuf. It's not that you make masah on the khuf once and that is okay for the whole 24 hours. Every time you make a fresh wudu, you have to make a fresh masah on that khuf as well. Okay, what will be the second thing that will nullify the masa on that khuf? It is the removal of that khuf. It is the removal of that khuf. Now, it doesn't matter if only one sock was removed. If one sock also is removed, but the other one is on, then too now it is wajib to remove the other one and wash both feet. So a person takes out one sock, one leather sock, one khuf, and then he says, no, you know what? Uh, let me keep my, my, my khuf on now for another couple hours. After Isha, I'll take it out. Once he's taken off one sock, once the, that ankle is exposed, then it's finished. Now the masa on that khuf is broken and a person must remove that khuf now and wash his feet properly. Alright, so that's the second thing that will nullify masa. The third thing that will nullify, the third aspect, the third point that will... Act that will nullify the masa on a khuf is the expiry of the period. So 24 hours when it is complete, the masa will automatically expire and that person will need to remove his khuf and make wudu if he's not in a state of wudu. And if he is in a state of wudu, then he will, uh, he will at least have to remove those khuf Khufain and he will have to wash his feet. If he remove, if he is in a state of wudu, but eight o'clock now, his masa expires. He removes his leather sock at that at eight o'clock and washes his feet. He now remains in wudu. He does not have to make a complete wudu if he's already in wudu. All he needs to do is wash his feet, and he will now be in a state of wudu once again. Inshallah, we'll continue from here. There are some other masail that are remaining with regard to masa on the khuf. Inshallah, we'll discuss this uh, next week before moving on to the bab and chapter on salah. Jazakumullah khairan for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed the program and understood it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it. See you again next week, same time, same place. Jazakumullah. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.